Hello. And welcome to Triple V again. <laughs> Today we are eating spaghetti Popeye. And we are discussing Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. I'm Jenny Lynn. I'm Katie Petrell. We are, are the, the Book Bunch, and we're doing brunch. As usual, um, your spoilers and trigger warnings. Uh, if I remember correctly, this one we got a few deaths. Uh, I believe there's there's at least SI uh, suicidal ideation. I can't remember if there's a suicide or not. I don't know. There's, there's an active, yeah. but um, and then there's essentially some slavery like, yep. stuff um, too, which so. implies a lot of yeah. So there's that stuff. Uh, if you're getting into this, uh, he is not afraid of swearing. Yay. Neither are we. Fits in with us. Definitely an adult theme book. Um, this is not for your twelve year old child. No, I think it would terrify them. <laughs> Which Neil Gaiman is is good at. I think he does that. He has his own brand of terror. Yes, he has his own brand. Just his writing is very distinct. He's one of those few authors that I could pick up a book and start reading and be like, ah, yeah, yeah, it's him. Yes, I love his imagination. So book cover, right? We have two different covers again. I know, and finally, finally, I got the cool one. I usually just and this time I got well why don't you talk about yours first because yours is boring. Yes. <laughs> Mine is much more boring. Okay. This is the you know, slap it together cover. So we have the author's name, bold font, New York Times bestselling author, title in smaller font. Okay when they do that. I feel like the title oh. needs to be in bigger font. I agree. The author. So it, that's what stops people. Because he's so famous and so beloved as an author, that's what stops people when you're looking at that this is sea true. of books. Especially but when it's like a... Most places organized by author. So... Right, but I'm assuming if you were going and looking for his books you, you would find... It's more like oh... Yeah, Maybe that's like, one I haven't read by him. This is like the airport. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly what it is. Um, and so it's tonal blues, very dark London scene that's half blacked out <clears throat> and part of a cavern. Uh, and, oh, the underground. Yep. As usual, all the images come from... Which is why I like yours, because it's... <laughs> it's original art stuff made special for the book. That's and the kind of cover I like. For how colorful and exciting and vivid this book is, that cover sucks. No. They kind of got the theme with the London above ground and below. Yeah, but that's so, like, on the nose. Very, very direct. (laughs) It looks like a Nicholas Sparks cover. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it fits Nicholas Sparks books to have those covers, but it does not fit this book. Well, especially, like... Neil often writes for, um, like, he's a comic artist. He's He does TV shows. He does so much. So, like, to have something that isn't visual, it just doesn't 
fit. I don't remember. I, I don't know. Like, did they not even talk to him about it? Or he, I hope he just like never saw this. Because <laughs> I feel like if it came across his desk, he'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine for one set, like I said, I got the cool one. I got the illustrated yeah. version. Well, it's still blue, granted, like blue tones, but it's got a bright red spine. And not only the cover, obviously, is illustrated, but it's illustrated throughout, which is wonderful. Um, I love that adult book that gets illustrations. It's not done enough. It's very rare. And uh, Chris Riddle, who is one of the UK's top illustrators and cartoonists illustrated the book and usually i'll be honest i don't pick illustrated books because i usually like i'm still trying to get you to read a graphic novel so i have read a graphic novel i've read a graphic novel i still much want to rely on my own imagination to do the work i don't want to be told what things look like even if somehow my imagine you know his descriptions are very very vivid but even if I'm somehow getting it wrong and seeing it in a different way than it's drawn for me, so be it. It's mine. And the reason I like this one, there are very few fully illustrated pages. They do come across, but it's like... Marginal doodles. Yep, through the margins and then through the spine. It kind of surrounds, it kind of gives you the essence, like the feel of what's going on. Definitely very, very cool. We've got uh, one of the main characters, Dora, on the cover in her little fur coat and all of her layers and then got a wrap because obviously they play a very important role throughout the book. Uh, kind of got buildings and underground kind of shape as well. So yeah, we got like the sewer circular in the back, all the different levels because they go down, 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 further and further under London. Very, very cool. And as an artist, I don't know if you have a, are there specific terms to describe this type of Sketch. illustration? It's just yeah. Yeah, very sketchy. In the artistic sense. And the artist is not, like, sketchy, like, <laughs> a sketchy person following you. <laughs> yeah, they definitely, they're full-fledged like, sketches. Yes. Um, which very... I think fits the concept of this kind of half-seen, unseen world. Yeah. Very much so. So very, very cool. And mine's a hardcover for once, which, which I love. I also usually don't get. But I like it that it's, like, a smaller compact hardcover it's not one of those like traditional ones i'm pointing at something that the viewers can't see <laughs> like one of those with like the dust jacket yeah. like the, your typical hardcover this is i prefer this a lot more i love that is it is a good it has the katie it's approved feel and it's it's a good size i there is something to size of the book there is there when books are done well they really have like when you pick them you hold them they have that just right feeling like there's the Goldilocks book you know <laughs> it just it fits well in my hands I don't know how they decide what the standard hardcover size of a book is but that is it's a little too and I have big hands but it's, it's I too think big. it comes from paper sizes and there's a whole history on that um you can go find a documentary <laughs> about it. There you go. I have I looked into paper history sizes um and it was a congressional thing that had to do with printers and that's where like the legal paper size came from the legal paper size doesn't work didn't work in, and it's, it's a whole thing but my guess is that this relates to that that standard paper size played a role mm. if you have the time go look it up it's 
interesting, just like the history of why railroad tracks are the size they are. There's reasons for everything. Everything. <laughs> Which is honestly one of the best parts about growing up, is you get to figure all that out. I love I like my color. I'm a I'd big fan. Very much drawn in. Fan. By this. Not this. I would want this one. Right. I'd be like, oh, I like him. And, and you know me. I look for covers when I'm... Alright. Um, summary. Summary. Roll away. With my... On my phone. Because we never... Which is dumb, because I have... You guys in the basement. We all have Four. What's four? Uh, we got a three-word summary today. Mm. You want to go first? Mm-hmm. We'll think for a sec. Mm, start with adventure. Mm-hmm. Whimsical horror. Okay. Whimsical horror adventure. I think that's comes out pretty well. You always go thematic, and then I get weird specifics, so we're gonna go with... Well, that's good! <laughs> Balance each other out. Underground. Yes. Oh, word is escaping me, so I'm, going, I'm trying to go a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Outcasts. Hmm, I like it. Vivid. Nice. See, I like both of our because if you put them together, it's really... You're pretty close. That's what it is. Really good idea. I, I think our listeners can tell by how we're talking about this book and this author. This is somebody that we we like, so I think we definitely enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's start with a favorite thing, favorite overall concept, favorite moment, favorite. You ask me this every time, and this one is always hard. <laughs> you think I come prepared with answers? Yeah, um, sure. Okay. So favorite overall concept. Honestly, you enjoy the most or enjoy about this author. Character wise, I that's think kind. I really, really like Mr. Coop and Mr. Van Der Van- So creepy. They did at Vandemar. Van Yeah. Coop and Vandemar. <laughs> I think I really liked those characters. They were very what did you call that? chaotic evil yeah they really just ugh, he, his descriptions are so good it, it makes your skin crawl they make your skin crawl yeah uh they're so creepy but then you also there are parts where like i was like laughing a little bit he's he's very talented and yes, they have very good and it's really hard to get humor from evil and like I use the word horror because there's a lot of horrific. Yeah. I mean, they're throughout the story. They're assassins. They're they're mur- they kill people. They try to crucify they, one of the characters. They do horrific they, things and they enjoy it. And it's described in detail, like all these things. But then he still managed to make you smile, like right. make you laugh and make you. Well, part of it's because of the duo. Yeah, like they couldn't pull it off on their own. The way they communicate with each other, talk in front of their prey. Play off of each other. One is kind of more talkative and... One's very literal. One's very literal. One's more sophisticated almost in a way. Yeah. In the way that he presents himself and speaks and uses more... Like the flowery going, language and... Getting the... Was it an egg or some... Or no, the... the what the Marquis delivered. Oh, to, um, oh, yeah. 
it was like a stone or yes. a fabric an egg or something yes. like that line. So he has this like refined palate, literally. Like he, <laughs> he wanted to eat this thing. Well, I mean, it reminded me of uh, Hannibal Lecter in um, Science of the Land. Like, you know, here's this like technically monstrous person who's done these terrible, terrible things, but he acts, you know, like there's a gentlemanly quality about him and the way he speaks is very it can be very formal and very like and I wonder this was a this was made into a uh, BBC radio broadcast oh interesting um with several well-known I would think British so actors. I would think so but I want the movie version I would <laughs> I would watch that so yeah that's my favorite I think this was too Mr. Family. Yeah, I think that's fair. And yeah, my favorite thing is very general. It's just the descriptions are so good. I can't get over how well he describes things. Mm-hmm. And he knows when to kind of go on and on a little bit about describing something. He knows how to just nail it in one sentence, too. And he's so refined in that that he can choose between those. Like some people are only good at one or the other. He can do whatever he wants because he's that good. Mm-hmm. And like a couple of my favorite descriptive parts. Oh, this came I think this came up in Stardust too, which he also wrote. I think it comes up in a lot of his books. So it must be something that you like just like describing like a magical marketplace <laughs> and describing all the different stalls and what's for sale and the music that's playing. What people he takes are the time to like list out <laughs> items individually in several scenes, but it's not obnoxious. Like no, it's not like Family Guy going on and on. <laughs> it's purposeful lists that add to your concept of what this place is. It does, and it, it fits with how, if you were in a magical market, this is how it would be, because you'd be looking here, and you'd see something, you'd look there, and you'd see something, and like it would go on and on, and be like, <sighs> it's so good. I want to look on the page. For those of you with Food Trials version, she's reading from page 223, or... One, or 116. Yeah. One cell has bottles, full bottles and empty bottles of every shape and size, from bottles of booze to one huge glimmering bottle that could have been that could have contained nothing but a captive gin. Another sold lamps and candles made of many kinds of wax and tallow. A man thrust what appeared to be a child's severed hand, clutching a candle towards him as he passed, muttering, Hand of glory, sir. Richard hurried past now, wishing to find out what a hand of glory was, because I from Harry Potter with this. <laughs> uh, instantly what I thought of. He got the stall, uh, selling glaring gold and silver jewelry. Another selling jewelry made from what looks like bells and wires of antique radios. There are stalls that sold every manner of book and magazine. Others that sold clothes, old clothes, patched and mended. And this just goes on. Like, it's just so rich. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and then he'll do things like um, when he's describing a rat. Like I wrote this down page 80 for mine. Like, he's describing the eye of a rat because uh, the rats in this story are... Uh, helpful characters uh, that you can send messages with, and they're actually like a beloved, like, he describes Rat's eye as just like a little black oil drop. Like, that's a perfect, just, you can see that so clearly, and you're like, yeah, that's what it is. He's incredible. So his writing is very validating for you. Yes. <laughs> like, this is how I see it. Thank you. It's like, I see it. I see 
Yes, exactly. That's it. You like I've been seeing these things in my head, but you're you're saying what it is, and you're right. <laughs> he might be second to none as far as describing things go. I also really like we have a key again. Yes, there were a couple times when um, uh, two twenty three when. Something I wrote about Foundry Side. <laughs> I just wrote down Foundry Side, which I don't know what that means. But, but it had something related. to do with that. I know when you say it, I'm, it's going to click. Oh, it was the it was door. Like, it was the door. Remember, yeah. the padlock wants to open. Yep. All you have to do is do it at once. It's like, and Foundry Side took it just like yeah. once and actually yeah. gave us that back and forth dialogue between us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of what I imagine. I, that's another thing that I really liked about the book. Um, the powers that he gave these characters, and he named them very aptly. So door is essentially the literal embodiment of door. Door is not just a person. Door is door. Door makes doors. Door can be door. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then what is it? The siblings. Uh, oh, the greeting that they do. Thanks to the temple and the arch. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, which I believe are her parents. I believe so. And then yeah. her brother, her siblings are, uh, there's Elko. Yes. Yes. That's and right. I'm blanking on what the other one's name is. So like the whole family is architecturally. Yes. Which means like they all have this, these skills. I, I wonder how much of it is, if there's a little bit of chicken egg, like in this world, like, is door like the door? Right. That's why we have doors, because door was born, like Right. Or, you know, this is the other way around, like she fell into the underground, her family and they been there so long they've got these powers. I don't know. Yeah. Very very intriguing. Harder now, especially when it comes to books that we like. What is your least favorite There's like the general like I don't like um not necessarily because I think it's bad, but I personally don't like. Um, I'm not a fan of exposition for the sake of suspense. Hmm. In personal and life, and especially in movies and stuff, I feel like being honest with people and like, and so they have, he uses it quite a bit where the, the characters don't tell him. They don't want to. They think he's dumb for not already understanding. Um, that part I don't like. We're talking about Richard. So Richard's our our protagonist, our fish out of water, who uh, gets transported, pulled into this magical world, this situation with Dor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a lot to has a lot to figure out, <laughs> and a lot to be told, and a lot to. He finally can see this whole um, world that's been there his whole life and doesn't understand it. And everyone else is like, "Well, if you don't get it, you're never gonna get it." Yeah. <laughs> And that's one of the things I, and maybe it's because I, I really believe in that exchange of knowledge. It also speaks, I suppose, to the culture of the underworld. You gotta kind of right. earn your way right. to respect. And he does, he becomes the, the, um, the sword, no, no sword what master. is it? I was gonna say the hero, but that's not it either. Uh, the warrior. warrior. <laughs> Nailed it at the same time. Yeah. Got it. So he becomes a warrior and he earns this respect because he killed the London Beast. Yes, he does. Which I think is great, because, like, he did, but, like, he killed the London Beast with the same panache that, like, I cook mac and cheese. Like, he followed directions. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I would say my least favorite thing, if you can even call it that, kind of circulate around him, I guess, as well. I well, it's hard that he's the main character. Like what you were talking about, as far as people explaining things to him, mm-hmm. I feel like so I like marked it like obviously at the beginning he has lots of questions. Why is this like this? Why? Yeah. Why do people do this? Why do we have to go here? Why? Why is the floating market? Why is it called a floating market? And everyone's just like, it's what it is, man. Just shut up. Like it's it is what it is. This is a this is a new place. Like yeah. there's new rules here. Except and it seemed like. He had gotten that eventually, but then still, like, unpaid. So we're, like, 143 pages in. And they talk about how they have to uh, go see an angel. It's part of the quest. And ultimately, actually, it's kind of like a nice little twist at the end. It's that that angel actually uh, ends up being, uh, like, the main villain who the assassins Uh are working for. It's cool. Uh, But he's still, even on page 143, he's like, there's no such thing as angels. I'm like, dude. dude. You're in a magical world. It's all over. Get with the program. <laughs> Get with it, my guy. Accept it. <laughs> You've already seen all of these kind of fantastical things. So many weird things right. that happened. And someone says there's an angel, and you're like, no. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Come on, that Richard. Is thing. Did you ever watch um, Wonder Woman? The first movie. The movie? Yes, first I saw season. the first movie. So I, I have a thing there that I don't like because they take her out of this world and she is this super intelligent and ends up doing the same thing. Like, you can't tell me that she can't figure out this world that she's in? Like, yeah. What? What? <laughs> and other than, I mean, I love a good Pichetto artist where I love common person, mm-hmm. the everyday person rising up to conquer whatever they need to conquer. That's, that's classic. That's classic storytelling. I feel like maybe necessarily I didn't see enough growth other than him, his affection for for Dora growing throughout the story and feeling very connected to her and wanting to keep her safe and help her figure out who murdered her family and why. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see him go through too much growth other than when. Granted, it wasn't uh, very. It does take place over a very short period of time. It's true, but time is like funny. Um, like they're not sure it works the same way in the underground yeah. um, in this other world if, but based on but I guess sure, yeah, sure. this definitely um, did not span years at most of like I'm picturing this making like a month or two when he had to go through I really one of my favorite parts is when he has to go through that trial to, to get the key yes. to get to the key it was awesome and like what he had to go through was that, like, that's the suicide. Yeah. Stuff. So um, essentially, the last trial for the key is you have to face your inner demons, resist killing yourself when it's very, 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 very tempting. Tempting too. And he thinks about his friend. That's like my favorite when he thinks about his friends. And like, like he's sort of like, hold on. And I like that, like, I like when he says he's having these thoughts and trying, trying to get through it. And like, um, he had met this girl. This rat, like, who had been part of, like, the rat worshippers or whatever they and were. And she was a... Anesthesia. She was one of the translators. <laughs> they were friends for maybe just <laughs> a very fleeting amount of time. She, she guided the rat and to then walk across the city. Across, like, a bridge. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, she gets, like, whatever, consumed by shadows or whatever Even it is. Eaten, whatever it is. She was his first friend in, in this new world. And that's huge. And then, so... 
um, he hears like her voice in his head to, to hold on and he gets the bead. Yeah. He didn't know um, if if there was anyone helping him at that moment. Like he doesn't know if he was saying it to himself or it was really her. I just I think that trial is very it's amazing. But I feel like he didn't go through like what did he go through that he was able to successfully complete that trial? You know what I mean? I feel okay. like that trial should have been maybe a little bit further down the line. He should have learned I feel like he didn't learn really anything about himself before he got into that trial necessarily. Okay. That would have made sense, like, ah, yeah, this guy can succeed. Or maybe it's like in magicians, the the quest is what makes you strong enough to complete the quest. <laughs> Could be. And I did also think, as as he should build up the the beast people, he Richard in particular has been seeing it in his nightmares, mm-hmm. um, and other characters. Hunter has been talking. Yeah, about that kind of got thrown in a little. I, I feel like I'm glad that he was the one who killed the beast. That makes sense, right? It seemed pretty easy to kill this beast that we've like been said, building he up. Literally just and, directions. I mean, this this beast, which is a boar, massive, scary boar, has all of these like weapons already sticking in from the previous mm-hmm. warriors who have tried to kill and haven't been able to. In that scene, I was literally picturing like sewers, like they're like this labyrinth sewer. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just picturing this that like takes up that entire the entire circle yeah. Ugh, yeah. I just feel like yes he definitely should have been the one who to kill the boar it just it only took like a page or two I was like that seemed a little easy <laughs> it's like when you're playing a video game and you get to one of the final bosses and you just like <laughs> oh oh it's dead now I didn't have to die like 32 times before I figured out what fuck to do although to be honest like this book is the entire intro to his life now. Yes. He has to, he, he makes that decision twice, once wrong, once correctly. Yes. I do very much like how it ends. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I connected with him in that character. Because if that I had might gotten... have been a decent amount of character growth there. No, like, I agree. Because right the whole time you're like, dude, your life is why do you want to get back to your life? And I totally, that was a very human, like, I get it. I would, if I had been on this adventure, like, that's all you want to do after, like, even after, like, a long, wonderful vacation where you're not going through all these, like, things. That, <laughs> you're still like, I really kind of want to go home. I, I want to go home. Then once you're home, you're like, oh, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Oh, so I thought that was very, I connected with him. Yeah. Um, so he decides to leave the magic world to go home, and then after that, he, he decides to uh, return. Good choice, my guy. <laughs> I also liked. Um, now we're going back to things that we liked. So, well, where else? We Whatever this category. <laughs> uh, we have to get only bad books are fun. In the what didn't I like category? Um, I also liked the the character of the Marquis. Was he probably was maybe my favorite character? I really liked. I liked the Marquis. The whole you know anybody who's like I don't like. The thief guy, but still has like a heart of gold kind of thing. Kind of goes back and forth between sides. Sometimes does what's best for him. Sometimes helps which, the team. Like as far as the marquee goes, I picture Johnny Depp. That's like the character Johnny Depp always wanted. I picture like a, just a really attractive black man. <laughs> which maybe that's I mean that's what I like to picture most of the time. But you like <laughs> But yeah, I just that's a, always a fun character. I mean, of all the characters, like. That you'd want to play. I feel like that'd be the fun, or he'd be the funnest to write as well. 
I'm ready for one of my, my favorite quotes. Yes. I found. So this is Mr. Coop. Coop. I think it works on many layers. <laughs> he says, with cities, as with people, Mr. Vandermeer, the condition of the bowels is all important. <laughs> that is so true. So true. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. You're really right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, when the bowels aren't working, there's nothing else that's working. No. None of that else is working. Like what? Shit with my nose. Do you have hidden septic tank problems? Yep. Which is strange. <laughs> oh, Ugh. Yeah, the bowels of my house are not fresh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, at least you get to be here for a little while. <laughs> the, the bowels of this house are currently working, but let's not jinx it. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, mine were pretty, like I said, I called the, the oil draft eye. I, I forget what he described as rancid butter. Like, someone's voice sounded like rancid butter, which doesn't sound like as it is, but, like, when you're in the moment, it totally fits. She has these great... She's unbelievable. I want... I want him to teach me how to do this. I think I wrote down the wrong page. That's fun. I, like, quoted something and then wrote the wrong page. What page do you think it's supposed to be? I think it's 184, but... Oh, yes. No. Yep. Mr. Mr. Coop again, uh, in a voice like Rancid Butter, which totally fits just the creepy, he's so creepy, they're so creepy, but yep, I like that. There's another character, I forgot, I think it was the angel assistant, somebody's assistant, but like, whatever. She's wearing a, a dress that's pinched wasp thin, but like, can't you just see that? Like, you know how like a wasp is really, like, that's such a good description, you can't do it better than that. You can see it so clearly. And I love it, and I can tell by our little sound waves of our microphone that I'm shouting again. It's getting very so big. Oh, you're excited! I'm excited. That's good because Percy's not getting excited with you, so we can keep retired. <laughs> I think that wraps most things up. Yeah. Other than our ratings. <laughs> ratings. Oh, okay. Let's mm. think. Still mm. take me a sec. I know. Um, just to me, you don't know exactly how much. Well, you can tell how much I like it, how, how loud I am. Maybe I don't need a rating. I just need like a volume. volume. <laughs> like a clap of meters. <laughs> On a level of one to five, how loud was I today? Five? <laughs> 4.6, I would say. I'll give it a 4.6 on the, the Puchel volume scale. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking walk them through my rating process here. Ooh, okay. So going with the items, emojis, whatever themes <laughs> we have. Things that are valued are not what we value here. So I'm trying to think of those things in my life mm-hmm. that are small but valuable to me. Like that. I know. Okay. So I have this little like one box. Like a wind box? Wooden. Also, a wind box. Means- Remember when you asked for a band-aid this morning and <laughs> I thought you said pancakes? <laughs> I'm only 33 and then the hearing she's gone. <laughs> or I'm hearing what I want to hear. What's a wind box? <laughs> the box that has wind. And you can throw it in your next book. Okay, I like it. 
Yes, I have this little wooden box. It has a tiny little etched heart on it and a secret compartment. Ah. So I'm going to go with five of those. Very nice. Yeah, I'm going to give a four on my volume. I'm going to give it a four because, like, boundary five would be, like, five. Mm. Because I feel like the characters are so good. I felt more connected to them. So let's give them a little, before we take a little break and go into the kitchen. Um, so we're making, we're call, I'm calling it spaghetti pot pie. <laughs> Which are it's not really so many of my either, favorite words. I love spaghetti and I love pie. Yeah. So it'll be an adventure. We'll tell you more here after a little break about uh, what we're making, why we're making it, and how we're making it. We'll see y'all in a minute. <laughs> oh, we're back. Yum. Okay. Oh, are you ready? Oh, for a pickle? No, sorry. Do I have to eat the whole thing? Can I have a bite? There's like an apple. So, paper towel thing. So, for our viewers, I'm a pickle lover. Patrol isn't. I got this pickle that's garlic and dill that. Which are two love. flavors. I love garlic and I love dill. But it tasted off to me, so I'm having controls. Yeah, but I'm not gonna know. But you're, I'm hoping your garlic expertise. I'm not gonna know. If oh my god. <laughs> you took a side bite, you weirdo. Oh no. <laughs> I like those people that take a full bite out of a Kit Kat. It is very vinegary. Maybe that's. Is that it. how it's supposed to be? It does taste like, like salt like and it, vinegar like potato it, chips. It's up on vinegar, like, wait, like, yes, pickles are in vinegar. Oh, you get that. That's the only. But it's so much. It's like, like very strong. Like if I just put my tongue, which is weird. This is a weird visual that I'm glad people can't see. Describe it to them. Like if I just put my tongue on the the skin of the pickle, Michelle looks like she's giving it like a blowdown. Um, I can really taste the garlic and the dill, but it, like if I take an actual bite, I taste it for a little bit and then it's just the vinegar. Which I'm assuming is not how it to be. It doesn't seem like maybe there's maybe the ratio was different, like more. So like I'm, I'm not wrong. Eating an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> like no solution. <laughs> I'm just taking a swig of the colors. You know, as a kid, I always thought you couldn't eat that, but like technically you could. I'm sure probably like I totally could take a shot of that. Especially because like kids do it, like they probably had to make family. Double sure that, like, if a kid took a swig of it, they're not gonna, like, immediately die. Right, as long as they're not allergic to die. Yeah. So, let's describe what we're attempting to make here. And by let's, I mean you. So, <laughs> so, I'll be honest, like, I know you said your description doesn't really. So, back in the day when I was a child, my mom did use to make us, like, a spaghetti pie. Yeah. And it was something, you know, in a pie tin. Yeah. And it was spaghetti noodles, I think it was like ricotta or like whatever yep. cheese to kind of bind it together and sauce on top. And it was right. delicious. I just realized I didn't get eggs. I told you I didn't have eggs. I know you did. And you said, and I quote, I was, there are so many substitutes for eggs in baking and cooking myself. We could go But so is that what this resembles? On the inside, yes. So Ooh. the pot pie part. So conceptually, so we were talking, I asked Uchelle, like, her ideas, and I try to, like, you know, work with her abstract as much as I can. So you came up with layers. Right, because 
we have all this, well, not all of this activity, but the story does yeah. begin in Upper London, mm-hmm. and then we move into Lower London, and then we keep going down, 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 down. And not only that, there's this overlapping, like, the worlds just kind of layer on top of each other, almost like a cellophane kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yep. Um, so I really like that, and so kind of my original concept was going down the, like, lasagna kind of. <laughs> that is also world. when we say layers and food, that is the first. Other than a cake, lasagna. You know, I totally make a cake. But it's not a dinner. One, one of these days I'll turn one of these and like a savory cake or something. <laughs> um, and then as I continued reading it, like I got what you were saying, and I also thought of like so they are always like wandering the city, but their routes, like point A to point B, are different from the under to the above. So that's where I kind of twisted into this spaghetti pie. So I went from like you know lasagna casserole to spaghetti pie. And then the pot pie part comes from all of the architectural things. Mm. So you know Great British Bake Off when they actually make a meat pie. Like it, yes. it literally can hold itself together. Yeah, it comes those out. look uh, really good. Me and uh, my friend Jen, what up Jen, uh, went to a pie place called Small Pie in Milwaukee for just down by the lake the other day. And they, it was just like nice, little yeah. savory and sweet pies and it was so good. So that, the, the combination to me, so like in my head, we have the structure of the outside, mm. um, and if we want to get really fancy, well, we can like actually like carve and like put on like little details. Oh, okay. Um, and then the inside is all those routes that they take, like it's different for each route okay. to get from point A to point B. On the outside of the pie is different than point A to point B on the inside of the pie, because we have to follow the inside. That's right. I like yeah. it. And that makes sense. We were gonna go with pork, but for sure, recently went vegetarian. It's true. We have plenty of friends and family that are vegetarian, You're so we're going vegetarian. But yeah, I, I'm digging it. So I know been, anything about you. They probably are shocked. They probably are. <laughs> it's it's always been two months though, and I I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So instead, I got some jackfruit and some, some tofu, using whatever I need to fill the space. Kind of dealio. And we're not going like marinara spaghetti sauce. So we're kind of going the barbecue route here. Hmm. So this is gonna be weird, which I find appropriate. There's a lot of weirdness in, in- more than bef- any time I've done this before. I I don't know what I'm doing. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start. All right. So things that I don't have out. We're gonna start with the dough. So we need flour. We need the sugar. Salt. Baking powder. Butter. There's butter. Time. Butter. Cold butter. Not room temp. Sorry. No, it's supposed to be. We're good. Oh, we're good. I mean, <laughs> we need some measuring cups. A cup. A teaspoon of sugar. Which I'm guesstimating it's fine. A half a teaspoon of salt, which. Good enough. Half a teaspoon of baking powder. Another package. And getting all the packages. Butter. We got full stick of butter. There it is. It's a beautiful thing. Now we're gonna cut this up, QB style. Which probably you've watched a lot of baking shows. Tell yes. Us, tell them what we are doing here. making a, one of those kinds of those. Oh. Yeah. I um, know what I'm talking about. I know you do. 
Where they laminate it? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. But this is not a full lamination. Full lamination would be when you like, you know, you smush out the butter, you lay out the dough, and then you like fold, mm. roll and fold. So we fold butter when making crusts. Always cold butter. We know why that is. Um, but so it doesn't actually melt into. You don't want the fats being absorbed by the flour. You don't get the lamination then, because the lamination comes from the oils like coming out in the oven and adding that hmm. fluff. Do you know what to do next? Squish it together. Yep. Ooh hoo! Pinchy pinch until everything seems incorporated. And then we'll add a little bit of water. While Puchel is pinching together, so she's gonna form a nice crumbly mixture. I'm gonna get us some water. Very cold water, as cold as you can get it, so we don't melt the butter. Do you have ice cubes? So, got some crumble. I mean, they're still lumps. No, it's supposed to be. It's okay. supposed to be crumbly, not a cold mixture. So, one of the things we can do is, so we, I usually like pinch and separate because you're trying to get them. Oh, so I don't want a big ball of butter. Well, maybe you do. Okay. A big ball of butter, our dough does not make. No, Patrol does not have a food processor. No, but I'm gonna ask for one for Christmas. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> so we're gonna add some water. Mix until we have a dough. I had to wash my hands because I'm crazy. Well, it's not a the the dough flour on the thing is not a complicated. Uh, it doesn't really mm -hmm. No. Mmm. Can't can't argue with that. Can you get me a little bit more water? Yeah. Almost enough water. Oh, I'm sorry. So the water is just enough. If you're doing some food processor, basically it should form a ball. But out here, it's just going to form an actual, you know, it's going to come together and not be crumbly anymore. So I'll a quarter of that. We'll mix and I'll do it again. The other nice thing about the food processor is you don't have your hands getting the butter all melty. Mmm. So just combined. Not looking for anything pretty. And then it's going to sit in the fridge. So any of that water that hasn't. Completely gone into the flour. I'll get absorbed here. Go ahead and put it in the fridge. I want it to stay cool. And I can refrigerate while we're making this. I can't believe I put that in. Yeah. Ugh, that kind of little spray What happened to um, you, You sprayed yourself with it. I know. I believe you are capable sure. of making pasta. This doesn't go fast though. You don't think it matters? Okay. I'm going to start the screen. And while you're doing that, I'm going to start heating up. Cast iron. Feel it. 
Let's not give them any context for that. You know, it's, it's not the hard, dried out box. That's the refrigerated. Refrigerated. Feel free to make your own homemade. I love homemade. I just. You know, I wouldn't tell me how. We were making homemade dough. I didn't feel like making homemade pasta. That's fine. And I don't have my machine. It's a lot easier to. When you taught me, we did it without the machine. Yeah, that was a little bit more painful. And we're going to have to roll out dough. So I was like, eh, Katie Pichel's kitchen, I don't think I can handle this. You say bitches. Yes, I say. <laughs> You're struggling. My new thing, well, not new thing, it's like uh, a worse thing that I've always had this issue, but now it's gotten worse that I'm older. Opening, like, packages like, of anything. <laughs> I can't do it. Or I'll, like, rip the box, I'll destroy it, I don't it won't open. It won't open. Like, I'm fine opening a jar. I still have all of my strength to open a jar, but package, the box. Can you open the garbage for me while you're there? That I can open. <laughs> All right, so I chopped up a full onion. Um, in the sauce here, we are also putting in uh, what do we see this? a cup and a half, two cups of cherry tomatoes. Give or take. Cup and a half, cup yeah, half. I would say. And then With authority. A bag of mini peppers. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. We ideally will have leftover sauce here because you know we love sauce. Never sauce. We love sauce. We love the sauce. Sauces are great. Sauces are and shoot. Well, that's heating up and stuff. Like I said, I'm a peach. I'm told you it's gonna have to be the sauce. Amazing. <laughs> you leave me here to run the pod. No. Oh my god. Salted the pasta water because that's what <clears throat> Chef Ramsey has to do. Pasta, like, I love pasta, and for some reason, like, I will just get a craving specifically for, like, a spaghetti or a longer mm -hmm. noodle. I don't know why. Ben has a preference. He, he wants to, like, you know, have the slurpee noodle, you know. Mm. I need to cut him. Like, I like pasta in any, absolutely any form, any shape, but every now and then craving for a spaghetti type noodle. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Well, 
this in your freezer, it'll be good for at least three months. Alright, you ready? We love this card. Ready for the noise? Oh, that's. Oh, mine was better. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna caramelize these nice and good. And then I'm gonna chop up all these peppers. <laughs> oh, I love the smell of the cooking onions. Onions are amazing. colors in there, like reflecting is different depending on the day. I'm going to be on this side, grab this side, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to uh, protect these people, I'm going to look out for myself. Onions! I feel like Richard's the tomato. Like, you need him there, but I would really miss him. <laughs> That's so mean. But he's like the heart of the dish, in a way. He brings it together. He's the he brings it together. Yeah. I just wanted to know we're making that tomato, not the, the meat. But it is, I feel like it was just. And I mean, I guess the onion should be door, because that's just, I mean, she's the play. She gets the story going. Um, even though it's Richard, she's the protest. I mean, it's really her story. We're dealing with what okay. happened to her and her family. Um, oh my goodness. <coughs> Inhaling onion and. I'm just a pepper on the floor. Is that another pepper? I got you. He's right. very concerned. What about the jackfruit and the cocoa? And the noodles. What is it? Dora's probably the noodles. She is the, the base, kind of, in a way. The theory, though, she's the transportation there. Hmm. She doesn't get from one side to the other. But didn't she have, like, purplish hair or something like that? That's maybe why I was thinking. I think she's got brightly colored hair. Pinkish, purplish hair. It's your nose out there. <laughs> I don't know what is there, but no. I feel like I don't know enough about jackfruit. I mean, do we have any? We don't have any hey. croups or vanishers, yes. do we? I love the colors. It reminds me of kind of this vivid description. You know, so colorful. Your water does not want to boil. Yeah. It usually does take a long time. Plus, those burgers in the back are smaller. Should I cook the pasta less than all the way? Because it'll, yeah, it'll keep, it'll it'll keep cooking in the pie. I don't want it to be mushy. No. Once these onions and peppers are nice and caramelized, we're going to add the tomatoes and just let it go until it's very saturated. The pasta's going in. Yeah, the tomatoes in. So getting the seasoning here. Because our from the jackfruit company, um, you can absolutely buy jackfruit. I've never made it myself like fresh. 
Um, I've read some tutorials. It is a giant thing, by the way. It's like huge. Um, what does it look like? Do you know what? Like, is it what color is it? Like, does it have? I don't remember. For some reason, I want to say purple. Ooh. Nope, I was wrong. So this is a jackfruit. Oh, it kind of looks like, um, I can never remember if it's honeydew or cantaloupe that has that, like, pattern kind mm -hmm. of on the outside. That, like, squiggle, yeah. dent pattern. <laughs> I don't know which one. Right, um, I think this is done. Do you want me to put olive oil on it so we're going to stick together? Or no. we don't care. No, that'll keep it from binding with the sauce. Alright. And you don't rinse it either. Okay. Cool the pan down. Yeah, so we got teriyaki jackfruit. I got two packages of that. It's pre seasoned because the store does not sell jackfruit. And well, Did that, you ask if they have an actual jackfruit? That's a kind I mean, of you could. I'm sure you could order it, but like, I have seen nothing. Fair. That was long. Um, and then we have barbecue tofu cubes. I want a little variety in our protein. Um, which means we are kind of doing Korean barbecue. Ooh, that sauce! Yeah. Ooh, that sauce. Um, so God, what did we use going on the top? That was that salad thing, the, um... What? Pasta? Not bimbimbap, something like that. No, it was bimbimbap. That was what we used the sauce for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. This sauce is so good. It's in there. I think that's gonna go, that's on the top. Um, I don't think I did. Unless they used all here. of it. Okay. Yeah, so we'll put that. That was one. Yum. Um, but then to like get it to like that kind of thicker, because I don't want to do all, like, you know, an entire sauce of that. That's terrible. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, I can't open things, remember? I don't like when things don't have perforation. What did you get? Taco sauce? Is Korean barbecue sauce. Korean barbecue taco sauce. We're really Ooh. doing a lot of everything. What's in it? It's personal. So water, sugar, voice, uh, soy sauce, of course, molasses, so just making it that's the barbecue part, and vinegar, cornstarch, salt, sesame seed oil, that's probably the Korean part, garlic, onion powder, saipan thing one that's just a binding agent, spices, sesame seeds. So this will be our kind of making this, so I'm adding this to the the tomato, onion, pepper mix, um, because we don't have anything to make it thick right now. I mean, it's just going to have water coming out from the yeah. stuff. So and everything else, yeah. We're going to add this and let everything simmer down until we have a saucy. Saucy. And then I'm going to put in... So you're more the tofu person. Well, I mean... Do you think we add it? Now and let some of this simmer off and like mix, or do we add it like right before we put it in? I think closer to now I want to put it in. So is that tofu already pressed then? They pressed I it. So. Like if it's flavored, it would have to be. Yeah. As I found out, you have to press. You do press tofu. Press tofu. Thankfully, I, I had used been tofu um, since. Undergrad when we could like you know you have a stir fry bar. Oh yeah. Um, I had made a casserole a couple of weeks ago that was kind of like a Asian kind of flavored casserole. So I got tofu for the first time to put in there instead of I think it was supposed to be chicken. 
And thankfully, when I was looking up what to marinate my tofu in, because anyone who eats tofu doesn't taste like anything when it's just tofu. Um, thankfully, it told me all about pressing my tofu before marinating it. So it still turned out pretty mushy in the casserole, but it tasted okay. Maybe it'll mix with other stuff. You could probably tell. Yeah. Like I said, like, I like tofu and stuff. Like, we've put it, Ben's put it, like, in meatballs. Um, not solely meatballs, but, like, we'll mix it with meatballs. Mm -hmm. uh, stir fry. We've had it some taco things. Like, and stuff good. Yeah, or, like, pokey. When I order pokey, we think it. Because um, mm -hmm. they do a good job of, they bake their food. So it's, like, crispy. So it's good. Mm -hmm. um, and I've only had jackfruit one time. In a taco, and I didn't care for it then, right. but I'm willing to try it. I can't open things. Scissors? Of course! Scissors. <laughs> I infected you with my inability to open It rips, like, a half a centimeter open. And it has I gave the you tear. stage right now, and I was like, I can't do it. It has the tear stuff. It's just not doing it. But I would be willing to try. I kind of just want to try a piece of it. Go for it. It looks kind of gross. It looks, um, dog cat food. Just in the package, I'm sure it does. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, good flavor. It's like, so like the texture of meat, like I get it. Yeah, but it's like a meat sub. It's just, you know, it's just a little bit looser. Because it's a fruit. Um, so it's like, all, it's almost there. I'm gonna start preheating this oven. Whenever I don't know, I always do it. That's number one. Whenever I don't know, 350 is the answer. <laughs> and thankfully, it's a nice enough day that the windows can be open because this oven is. First of all, yes, of course it gets sweaty, but the oven has been. I need to clean it out, and but it's so bad, it's like it's almost yeah. impossible to do so. So it's starting to smoke quite a bit and smell smoky because things are technically burning. <laughs> Yay! You're weirdly okay with that. It's in the oven. It's contained in the oven. Do you really think this is gonna this is gonna thicken up on its own? If it doesn't, because it is a lot of juice. It is. I'm waiting to see where it goes. Okay. And then we'll probably add some cornstarch. Ah, okay. And if you don't have cornstarch flour, that we have. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if we have corn starch. I'm nearly positive. Maybe we should spread this to it above your um Ooh, we should. There's like nothing in this one. We could put like all of the like saucy. I think there's just a pan. pan. There's like a lasagna pan in there. Ooh. Oh. Cleaning supplies. Cleaning supplies. Shocker, if we draw like squirrels you away cleaning <laughs> supplies. That whole like hall closet. Is like if you don't use this a lot. Like, my family always stores that kind of stuff in the basement. The That's stuff true. that we use, like, once a year. That's and then we true. put, like, all the olive oils yeah. and stuff the other top shelf That's true. We can do that before tomorrow. I can help you. I can get up on a chair and... That'd be good, because the other day I was trying to grab stuff out yeah. of here, and I knocked one of the... This is why this is prepped, because it fell, and then it, I spilled vegetable oil all over the floor. <laughs> and my favorite thing about... Well, there's many things I like about Percy, but, like... He knows when something like one time I dropped a glass in a chair, like the like tone of my voice where I'm like, like it will like stop you know, dead in his trap and not come closer. Which thank God. That's true. 
that's good to do with kids too. Don't use that no in that tone until it's like until it's like this is. I think I see more salts. I don't think so. Really Lots of salt. It's usually in the same kind of container as um baking soda. Yeah. Ah, well, flour we've got. It'll do. Alright, from the previous tenant of our house is I think we still somehow have cigarettes in the freezer. <laughs> and there's also a bunch of bullet casing somewhere. <laughs> Uh, the little spatula just <laughs> ever so slightly with the rhythm. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think you are correct. But that's kind of one of the reasons I was letting it go too, because I wanted to see the juice start getting out of the edge. Alright, so when you're thickening, you just sprinkle. Mix, sprinkle, mix, sprinkle, mix. If you had a whisk and you can whisk, whisk. I think I have a whisk. Do you need a whisk? Yeah. Seems more important when it's a natural brew. But when you're mm. stuff, it doesn't seem to matter as much. Okay, your fork, you want to take, give it a taste? Usually people blow on their food when it's too I know. <laughs> but I'm scared it's going to blow it off. Be gentle? I think about blowing things a lot in this one. <laughs> oh, yes, mornings. <laughs> Sexual contacts. Oh, it's nice. Mm, it's good. Alright, we got the control. Like, um, <laughs> what kind of you can you go with that? Maybe it's a whole lot of. Mm. Definitely barbecue. Like, it tastes kind of like barbecue pork. Like, if it went thicker and then you put it on a bun, it'd be good. So we're going to let it simmer a bit more. I'm going to flour our. Counter. I know it's your favorite thing. No! <laughs> and the question of the day does Futrell have a Halloween? I think so. Okay. I bought this. Do you want to know um, when I bought this? Sure. Years and years ago, you came and taught me how to make homemade pasta. Nope. And I don't think I had a rolling pin. You're looking stuff, right? Yes. And then you went home, and then a couple weeks later, Steph was gone, and I was by myself, and I decided I wanted to make homemade pasta. So I went and bought a rolling pin. Nice. And then when all my friends, I told them that I made homemade pasta, nobody believed me. And as <laughs> proof, I pulled out the rolling pin that I had purchased and said, here it is. This proves my story is true. This is that rolling pin. Excellent. <laughs> I still don't think they believe me, but it is true. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. I'm I can vouch lie. that I, I did teach you. So I am gonna do a few folds because the, the edges are a little crumbly. Okay. Is that not how it's supposed to be? Well, you want it to be, you know, a dough, not like a crumble. Okay. But. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, Alright. It, it went from looking pleasant to not looking pleasant anymore. You know how food is. The worse it looks, the better it is. Ooh, interesting. Except for that one dish. Except for that one time. <laughs> if we were doing this like the old way, like we'd add some cheese oh. and some eggs. Oh. Um, but I don't do dairy and I forgot the eggs. <laughs> that could also be our So we're gonna rely on the gluten to bind everything. Yay, gluten. No, <laughs> Did you ever think you'd say that? Interesting. I don't know. 
No, <laughs> probably. Ooh, pie crust is going on top. Trimming our pie crust. Oh, um, I hate to see wasted crust. What are we gonna do with it? Remember those architectural details that we just Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, this is when the trail gets to have fun. So, you have a blank canvas. Well, I feel like you should do it. You're the artist. Yeah, but anything I make is gonna look like shit. It's doorways and arches. How big? Because you want them. See, you just cut like a perfect key out of dough. The scissors. I hate you. <laughs> I couldn't do that in a million years if you gave me like the best tools. Scissors are getting uh, today. <laughs> Alright. We put our crust on top of our pie. Take a picture of that. Alright. Into the oven. Here it goes. Uh, most pies, to my knowledge, take about an hour. Unusual until the crust is golden brown. That's right. And there's nothing else inside it that needs to cook, technically. Right. So once it's brown, we're done. Yeah. We done. So, we'll see you when it's golden brown. Take a break. Yeah. And do my favorite thing. Wash the dishes. So it's been about a half an hour. Like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Alright, what do you think of the smell? Our, our decorations came out from the Yeah, they did. Kind of all I smell right now is just the crust, which is a delicious smell, of course. What What would you like a piece of? Mm. Mm. We had a key, a door, an archway, a gutter, perhaps? I'll take the gutter. Get into that whole interlude of the house blowing on things. Flavor wise, good. It's good flavor. Yes. Mm. I like, yeah, the flavor is good. Again, good flavor. It's a little. Like I said, just like consistency wise, like it is a little mushy inside overall. And when you get the inside with like a a crispy piece of the of the pie, it's good. Overall success. How do you feel in baked form it reflects the book? Did I, did I do okay? I think very well. I, I think very well. I think our design and then like when you get inside, there's all these like different bursts of flavor, which is kind of what it's like. It's like boop, 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 boop. I think so. I like the tofu. The tofu tastes good in that. I like it. Next episode, we have Hyperion. Hi, Dan Simmons. Uh huh. Mm hmm. We're taking it into outer space. That's <laughs> right. Almost the exact opposite of what we just did. Well, we've gone underground, now we're going to the stars. Yeah. Oh. Read along. Keep reading. Mm -hmm. Should I try to sign off? Sure. <laughs> we are, are the, the book bunch, bunch, and we, we did brunch. brunch.